0: It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. We want to welcome you back to Beyond the Building. I am Debbie Kiever here with Laura Pereno. Laura, we just kicked off last week our July series called Faith Builders, and we took a dive into the Word of God, which you and I just love to do. Um, about specific um, principles about how to build your faith from God's perspective, you know, what are his instructions in the word of God for us to build our faith. So I'm real excited. I know you are too, because for the rest of the month, we are interviewing some very special guests about what God has done or used in their life to strengthen their faith.
1: Amen. I can't wait for this month, too. And I'm so excited about this morning. But here, when I'm thinking about faith builders, um, it makes me kind of go to the idea of faith being like a muscle, Debbie. And, you know, we talk about the fact, right, that we've got to work out our bodies in order for our muscles to grow. Well, it's the same thing with faith. We have to work out our faith in order to see it really grow and thrive. And I'm sure that many of our listeners, right? When you're thinking about working out your body, man, it would be so much easier if we could all just sit around and eat donuts, your favorite. (laughs) Yeah. We do love donuts here or baked goods or something fun, right. That just makes us feel like things are easy and somehow gain physical muscle with that. But we know that's not the case. And so sometimes it's the same thing with our faith. Not everything that feels good, right is purposed for us just to sit around. It's actually going to be something that sometimes is uncomfortable in order for us to grow in our faith. And there are some things that I think about when I think about faith. We need to be intentional when we are stretching uh, our faith muscle. We need to be consistent and we need to
0: position ourselves in environments where that growth is encouraged. Uh, so in light of that, right? Those In light of those three principles, we would like to introduce a very, very special, to both of us, guests who who has just done that, who has applied those three, um, being intentional, being consistent, and the importance of choosing the right position. So let's, let's give a warm welcome at Beyond the Building uh, to Micah Elliott. Micah, honey, we are so, so mm-hmm. excited
2: to have you here. Oh, well, thank you guys so much. It's such an honor to be here with you guys, especially on my first ever podcast to do it with Yay, two yay. incredible women who I look up to so much. So thank you guys so much.
1: Ah, uh, we are Aww. so so excited that you're here with us, and we feel exactly the same about you, Micah. You know that we love you. And when I think back to um to the beginning of our relationship, Micah, I mean, I, this was a long time ago, right? You are <laughs> our youngest podcaster ever mm-hmm. here on Beyond the Building. This far, you are 18 years old. Um, And I remember you may have been in late elementary school or early um, middle school when we started doing sign language activities at church together. And I will never forget that every Christmas we, and sometimes Easter, we would have special sign language uh, productions. And, And for our listeners and for you, Deb, I know you know how dedicated everything Micah is to everything that she does. And man, she took sign language and she ran with it. And so I loved um, seeing you grow, not just uh, in sign language, but also just as an amazing
0: uh, young woman who follows Jesus as we went through that journey together. So Micah, we need to hear a little bit before we ask you questions about (laughs) building your faith. I mean, you're 18, what's going on in your world? What's about to change? And uh, we'd love to know a little bit on any given moment, what might me find you doing uh, in your pastime?
2: Yes. So uh, I'm kind of in a crazy transition season of life. I just graduated high school, which is so awesome. And the plan is to go to school in the fall and study business analytics and do a minor in music, which I'm so, so excited about. But um, I have a, I have a bunch of things you can find me doing, to be honest. I love, I love to bake and cook. So I'm often experimenting with recipes, seeing what I can do and what I can work with. And then I love, I love storytelling. So that for me, that comes across in a couple of different mediums. So I love theater. I love books and I love music. Mm -hmm. And so I'm often doing one of the three and being involved with that, which is so fun. And I also love uh, to drive my siblings to soccer, which sounds so funny, but it's such a special time to be able to be with them for extended periods of time in the car. And uh, to be able to watch them excel on the soccer field is so fun. So, you know, I'm laughing because I almost
0: feel like saying as a parent, would you speak into the microphone and say that again? But of course you're already speaking to the microphone. How many 18 year olds, Laura, have you ever heard say, I love to drive my siblings to a sports thing because of the quality time together amazing
1: amazing like, for did sure. she
0: really just say that <laughs> so yeah you don't have to speak into the microphone and say it again because you did but I know there's some moms out there going did
2: I catch that
0: mm. did I catch that so <laughs> anything else Michael we could find you doing or.
2: oh I mean I'm usually all over the place but yeah those are my those are my core things that I really love to do Okay, okay. Well, I have to tell you,
0: <laughs> I was your kid's pastor at our, our church at Trinity Community Church. And so I remember you as that little girl that was in my class. But then I, I'm i smiling because I've seen you do the, the acting and the hand motions and the storytelling and the teaching of devotions because you shifted from being in my class to serving alongside of me to actually doing some teaching. So I just I I, those are things that I've just loved watching you grow over the years. And I don't know if you remember, episode 36 was called Parenting and Mm. Missy Elliott, right? The Watchman at the Gate. She talked about um, Mordecai and Esther. It was a phenomenal podcast. But if you haven't listened to that, if you're our listener and that's like, that's new to you, I would ask you to take time to go back to episode 36, because there was so much wisdom that Missy shared there. And Micah, you are reaping some of the benefit of her, of your mom's wonderful, wonderful teaching. I think listeners would love to hear a little bit from the mother's heart, what went into parenting you.
1: Amen. That is so good. I I do remember that, uh, that podcast, Debbie, that was good, good, good stuff. Uh, Micah, today we're chatting about how our faith is built up and, you know, even at the young age of 18, right? We've all had experiences all through our lives. Actually, I can look back at my teen years and see how God was building my faith. Even then, as I'm now at the age of 55, But I know that you have had uh, lots of experiences that our listeners could learn from. So let's start as we're thinking about faith builders, right? Let's start with some groundwork. Uh, We always have to go back to our relationship with Jesus, Right, and you are uh, a member of the Elliot household, you are a member of the kingdom of God. Right, you are you got two different things going on here. So, how do they work together? Right, what was it like growing up in the Elliot household, and at what point were you first introduced to Jesus to start that relationship um, that you have going now?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it's definitely so special to be an Elliot, to say the oh. least. So, I'm the second oldest of four, and I'm super, super close with all of my siblings. And honestly, ever since I can remember, my parents have been so intentional about uh, making sure that we're learning the truth, that we are, you know, exploring different aspects of like Christianity and, you know, in age appropriate ways, of course. But they've, they've really always been so intentional about especially living out their faiths in front of us and allowing us to choose our own paths, so too, which is definitely so special. And um, but one of my earliest, you know, a lot of my earliest memories were uh, getting in the car and listening to different, you know, Bible songs from like the 90s and like all the classic <laughs> ones. you got the two tales on TV all the time. Just classic, you know, Classical. <laughs> things. Oh, yeah. But um, it. my parents were so intentional about um, making sure that we had like the word hidden in our heart from day one. And um, you know, different little memory verse competitions we do between the siblings and whatnot. And um making sure that, you know, who is pouring into us is really important for them. And so I know you, Miss Laura and you, Miss Deb, were both so um, so such vital parts of from helping my parents like have good people pour into us from day one because they knew both of you guys and they knew that you had sound teaching and you guys, your teachings have been so influential in my life from the beginning Mm -hmm. because of that. And so things like going to camp and whatnot, and also like my parents, they weren't big on getting babysitters. So we would, growing up, they would bring us to, you know, different revivals and prayer meetings and whatnot. So it was very cool to see uh, people live out their faith in action externally. Mm. from a young age and see amazing things happen like that. So. Mm. Wow. Wow.
0: Mike, I was here, as I said, I was your kid's pastor initially in, I think back in April or may I can't, these run into each other after a while, but we talked about helping to identify the call in somebody's life. And when you do that, um, it's important, even at a young age for kids start to identify gifts that kids have, and then put them in position to be able to use their gift. It's like identify the muscle and then give an exercise for the muscle to be used. So I'm going to ask you to think back, um, perhaps into your years of kids class, or even since then, right? I know you've continued to serve. Was there an experience that you recall that you say that was pivotal for me really, um, starting to grow my faith or just something that comes to mind that you say, man, that was really important that I did that because I saw myself begin to grow.
2: Yes, for sure. There are definitely a lot of instances like that, that I am so, so grateful for that set a lot of those foundational building blocks for my faith. But one of the ones that I really saw myself grow through and learn through was, um, During the time instead when we were in kids class and we would all sit together and when people would come up for prayer at the altar, you would you would single us kids out and Mm -hmm. pull us up and make us go pray over them. And, you know, I was used to praying over other kids in kids class and at camp and I had experience with that, but it was really different and out of my comfort zone to go up to adults and pray over them and be with them. But through that, hmm. uh, I had just such a, such a cool experience of learning to take that step of faith and put myself in an opportunity that I know God can use me. And whether or not I say something amazing or like speak into someone's life crazy, it's just, it was a matter of learning how to take that step and obey that call to so go, go up and pray over someone who's at the altar. Mm-hmm. And through that, um i've had a lot of really core faith experiences mm-hmm. um that i pulled from from that situation that i've applied to later on mm-hmm. which is just so special and so cool mm-hmm. mm.
1: Mm, I love that. And I can visualize that now, just seeing you at the altar praying Mm -hmm. over adults, Micah. And, you know, to think about the way that your faith, honestly, we're talking about faith builders. If that's not a faith builder going uh, to have your children's pastor tell you to go up and pray over an adult, man, I'm just saying, I'm not sure what I would have (laughs) done. I might have gone and eaten a donut. I'm just (laughs) going to say- (laughs) (laughs) run the other way but uh yeah exactly adults um but i I just see that as such a, a foundational point of um of going into a deeper relationship with jesus right it feels like to me as you're talking about uh memorizing the scriptures and your parents taking you to uh prayer meetings you know and seeing people live out their faith it it is just being poured into you right and the depth of your relationship with the Lord is being developed. We know somewhere along the lines there, there's a, there's a moment, right, where you come into a personal relationship with Jesus, and then it just even keeps going deeper. So so I uh, I know that God has been taking you in this season of transition uh, into a deeper relationship with him, and you know we all love that. So mm-hmm. we talked about three uh, phrases at the beginning of this episode, and I think we're just going to hit on each one of these. Um, As God has been building your faith, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts on being intentional, being consistent and positioning yourself uh, in the environment where that growth is encouraged. So let's just start with the first one. Uh, Can you share a little bit about what it means to you to be intentional with your faith?
2: Yes. Uh, I mean, intentionality is so important to keeping a faith alive and growing because, in reality, faith is not passive at all. Like you're either growing or you're not. And so um, I know for me, there was a lot of conviction to, and just a lot of just learning of how to intentionally apply my faith and intentionally um, just put my trust in Jesus and let him kind of take the wheel. And there were a couple times where um, I really saw that applied and that I learned that that at least for, I know for me, one thing I've really seen is that intentionally activating my faith and putting myself in situations where I'm not in control Mm -hmm. has built up my faith so much more. Mm -hmm. And so one of those things is, uh, you know, there's the verse that, um, you know, um, I think second Corinthians and guys, just talking, they're talking about how, you know, God, uh, what is it? My power finds full expression in your weakness. -hmm. And how I learned through, you know, it was a whole process of, you know, learning, but I had to learn that my faith is strongest when I'm weakest because when I'm weak, I can give full control over to God, right? You know, when I'm weak, like I don't feel like I already have my hands on the steering wheel. So I feel confident handing it over to God and taking my hands off the wheel. And through that, he has been able to work in such incredible ways. And so mm-hmm. one really cool example of that that I'll just share real quick. Um, so growing up, you know, my parents, they were amazing, and they helped me overcome a lot of fear, and that was a big part of my story and my faith journey. And um, but it was it was definitely a process. And so but a lot of that I went through with my parents. So a couple years ago, I kind of, my faith started to go through that transition that you were talking about a little bit, Miss Laura, and really started to become my own. And I started to pursue some um, events that I knew would push my faith. And I knew would I would be learning in and my faith would be able to grow. My relationship with God would be able to grow. But that fear started to really come back into my life. And it was holding me back a lot from those situations. And it was cool because I was going to this one um, meeting thing And I knew some people who were going to be there, but I usually went with my older sister. So I knew I could just tag along with her and it would be okay. But this time I was going by myself and it was pretty scary. And I was driving there and I just got so overwhelmed with fear. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I just had a moment of conviction of just like, I don't know what's going to happen when I go there. I could be sitting by myself in a corner the entire time and Have an awful time. And that is very much a possibility. But God knows what's going to happen when I go there, right? And I know that God has the power to like change it and make it a little bit of a better time for me. So why would I worry and focus on having a bad time and being worried about that when I can just give it over to Him and ask Him to like, let me have a little bit of an okay Mm. time? Mm. And it was amazing because when I was driving there, I just, I just had that moment of realization. I was like, wow. And I just prayed. And I was like, God, I don't know what's going to happen. Please make it be okay. Mm. And I spent the entire rest of the drive in prayer. And the crazy thing is, is the second I got there, I got out of my car. I was walking up just praying that I wouldn't have an awkward time by myself. And I go in and I look at it on the front porch, and it's this one girl who I haven't seen in a long time, but I was really good friends with. And that started, that just gave me such peace like, okay, I think I'll be okay with her here. And wow. then God continually used it. And I saw that when I really, when I, you know, saw my weakness and I saw the place that I almost didn't have control of. It was so much easier to give it over to God. And that started to be a stepping stone for later when I would eventually, you know, get to a point where I was able to almost create points of weakness mm-hmm. and intentionally take my hands off the wheel. That was a big thing for me was even places that I could have my hands on the wheel and feel confident. I had to choose to intentionally take my hands off to let God move. And through that, it has been amazing. I have you know, been in opportunities that if I kept my hands on the wheel, I would not be in the same place I was now. And so intentionally putting myself though in those situations where I had weakness allowed God to come through. And, you know, what that verse in second Corinthians says, it Allowed him to have that full expression of his power in my life, mm-hmm. and that has been a major faith builder.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I've never, I've never heard it said that way before, Micah, because I think sometimes in from my own life I would say, "Oh, um, God put me in a situation where I had to relinquish control," mm-hmm. and and I, I mean, that is definitely true. God does allow us to go into situations where we realize we have to take our hands off the wheel. But to hear you say that you intentionally put yourself in a place where you did not have control. That is, that's what we're talking about here today Mm -hmm. with faith builders, right? We do, our faith does increase when God puts us in like the scary situation, but how much greater does it increase when we make a choice to say, God, I am intentionally putting myself into a position where I know I cannot do this, right? Mm -hmm.
2: Like usually Mm -hmm. we would think
1: intentionally, I'm going to make sure I don't have to go to that place, Mm -hmm. right? And, And God will take care of it. He'll send me places, but man, that is that is a huge, huge wow for me to think that Mm -hmm. part of building our faith is for us to make the choice to put ourselves in places that are going to stretch those muscles. That's, that's a wow. I think Mm -hmm. he gives
0: us options. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost Mm -hmm. like, um, I take, uh, my two-year-old to my two-year-old granddaughter to the playground and there's the little kid section and there's the bigger kid section. And I remember her looking at me and I'm like, do you want to try this, the bigger kid section? And she kind of looks at me because that's a test, right? But it's like, I'm offering her a harder choice and now she just runs for it Mm -hmm. because she's realizing that she was built to, to move ahead faster into Mm -hmm. the heart. I think God puts choices in front of you and then says, do you want it? It's fairly comfortable or do you want to follow where I'm encouraging you to go? And then you still choose, Mm -hmm. you still choose. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, and I think it was especially such a blessing for me, because it wasn't like I went from zero to completely pulling my hands off the wheel. It was a thing where I started with saying like, okay, God, I know that you know what's best for me like I have these, I have the knowledge instilled from a young age, which is such a blessing. So I could go in with confidence, knowing that I would land on my feet and whatnot but it wasn't a full zero to hundred situation. And I think that was such a blessing for me because it really was a time of him walking beside me and guiding me to the point where I am now. And even though I'm not perfect and I'm absolutely still on the journey, it is such a blessing to have seen like what's happened in the time since.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Amen.
0: So the second point we talked about was the importance of being consistent. You know, uh, when you're inconsistent with these intentional decisions, uh, when you're inconsistent with the the basic foundational faith builders that we talked about in episode, you know, the first episode, you're going to find your growth doesn't, inconsistency doesn't help your growth, but consistency does help your growth. So what would you, what would you comment to that in terms of in your own life where you've made choices to be consistent?
2: Mm -hmm. Yes. Consistency is absolutely so fundamental to both building a faith and growing it and being able to see the fruit come from faith. It's all about consistency. And it's honestly, consistency is something that God's been convicting me as my faith has become my own. He's really been teaching me about the importance of consistency. And he actually, he gave me this really cool image that I'll share. And, um, that just helped me understand, like, why consistency is important and the effect that consistency has. And so basically, um, think about, like, a pot of water that you want to boil, right? It's going to go on the stove, and it's going to come into contact with the flame. And that flame, the energy from the flame is going to go into the pot of water. And the water is going to start to reflect the temperature of that flame, Right. And so the water is going to come up to temperature. And as it happens, there's going to be a little bit of little bit of rumble-tumble in there with the boiling action. There's going to be some things coming to the surface and some things moving around a bit. But ultimately, once the water gets as, you know, fully saturated and fully connected with the flame as it can be, and it comes to a full rolling boil, it's going to have evidence of that in steam, right? And so you're going to see a physical evidence of that. And so God was kind of showing me how similar that is to um, faith and how, you know, when we connect with him, whether that be through um, reading the word or in prayer or even in corporate worship type of situation, that's like putting a pot on the stove, right? And our personal one-on-one relationship in that situation we're like the water. And so, the more we spend time with Christ, the more we become like Him. The more we spend time in prayer, the more we kind of can come up to temperature and our connection gets stronger. And so, the way that there, during that time, you know, there's going to be some inner turmoil and inner changing that God's going to have to do until He can fully get you on that one on one connection directly with Him. And Um, it was just basically, and then, (laughs) and then from there, once you get to that point where God's done enough, like inner work and your connection strong enough, and you have that trust that he is going to continue heating you and continue feeding into you, and you're going to become more like him from there, you see a lot of the physical evidence, you know, so the pot has the steam and we have, you know, different gifts and different you know, crazy experiences happening. But one of the things that I really got convicted of is um, what happens when we're not on the fire? You know, like, what happens when the pot comes off the stove? Like, it's going to get cold. And so it's going to cool back down to room temperature. And then it's going to be it's going to be pretty difficult to bring it back up to temperature. And so um, in the same way with faith, like, If you read your, spend a lot of time reading your Bible, get super connected with God, and then, you know, maybe spend a week, like not really doing anything. It's a lot harder to connect with God and hear from him and reflect him and be like him. Because if you think about it, like the more the water is on the stove and on the heat, the more it becomes like the heat, right? It it comes up to temperature and it um, starts to reflect the qualities of heat. Mm-hmm. And so when it's off it, it's going to start to lose some of those qualities. And so that's something that over the years I have learned the hard way, unfortunately, is that it's hard to um, kind of come back on the same page as God when you spend a long time off, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, it's hard to come, it's hard to bring, it takes time and investment to bring a pot of water to boil, and then take it off the stove and let it cool it down and bring it back on and off that takes a lot of unnecessary time when you could just be on the stove boiling all the time right and another and the thing with that though that God really worked on me with is that um the water when when you take a pot off the stove it's not gonna immediately go cold right it's gonna it's gonna gradually fade down. So. Even though if a pot cools down a little bit, it's going to be a lot easier to get a pot or some water back up to boiling when it's at like, I don't know, 150 degrees compared to like 70. Mm -hmm. So that's something I really started to realize of that importance of like a pot. Like I need to connect to the father, right? So that my relationship with him is built. So that when I go out in the world and it kind of dwindles down a little bit, I can immediately go back to him and come right back up to temperature Mm -hmm. because when I spend so much time off, like off of him, so to speak, um, it definitely becomes like a physical, like an external evidence of that and whatnot. And so um, for me, like I just had to realize the importance of um, it's so much easier for God to speak to you and speak into you and kind of, bring you back up to boiling, so to speak, when you're consistently warm. And that only happens by not letting yourself get cold. So going back and intentionally going into the word, intentionally strengthening your relationship with him on the daily basis, mm-hmm. even though it might not be very easy to see in the moment, like the fire. You know, I mean, it's so cool because like, you know, they always talk about the Holy spirit fire, but it's a fire that never goes out. Right because God's always there. He's always available, but we have to be so consistently on that fire and pursuing Amen. his presence to mm-hmm. get the result of that fire. Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: Amen. Micah, I just want to ask you, like, can I talk to you all day long? Because <laughs> <Seriously>, <laughs> what you are sharing is just a uh, really super encouraging. And I, I just love this conversation so much. Um, wow. Love that analogy of the stove. I'm so grateful. God gave that to you. Um, the third, the third key that we've talked about uh, is positioning yourself in an environment where your faith can grow. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts about that?
2: Oh, the environment makes such a difference. Um, I, I even even when I didn't totally understand everything about my faith, like the environment, you can see, like even when you go to camp and stuff, and you get that camp high, you can understand the impact that the environment you're in makes, right? Mm. And so um, just with that, I've had to learn that, you know, uh, what's the phraseology? Like there's the like I your friends determine your future, right? And so like who you're with and what you're investing your time into is, can kind of start to shape you almost. And so if you're in an environment, so going back to that like boiling pot analogy, if you're in an environment where you're the only boiling pot and like all the people you're around with are kind of like lukewarm. You're like, they're a little warm, but they're not like crazy. It can be so easy to take yourself off of the stove and um, kind of cool down a little bit without even, sometimes without even realizing it. And um, that's something that I've had to also learn a lot about. But when you're in an environment where you're, you know you might be the kind of cooler one of the group if that makes sense but you're around people who are having like a raging boil in their pot they're having like steam clouds all over the place and just like so they're just having like such evidence like external evidence of their relationship with christ it is so motivating to um not just not just push on but like see where you can be like see that like you know this could be some of the fruit that you have. And so for me, that meant, um, you know, going out of my way to go to different events, going out of my way to uh, be a part of different groups and um, pursue different things. And that didn't mean completely like leaving everything and changing because um, something that I've also learned is that like when you're the boiling pot, so to speak, that can, that's such a motivation to other people who might not be. And that's another thing that you don't, even if you're pursuing all the areas where, um, like, you should be pursuing, of course, you should be pursuing the areas where your faith is getting pushed on and um, being in those communities where, you know, like crazy things are happening and you look over and like a person's getting healed on your right and left. Sometimes you need to get up to their temperature and then take it back to people who don't have the example of that raging oil. Right. Yep, yep. And so that definitely, that has a lot to do with, you know, listening to the Holy spirit and where he's guiding you to be and um, what stage you are in like faith and stuff. And. You know, Micah, I
0: experienced that too. I agree with what you're saying because I've watched you fellowship at our church, right. We're from the same church, but attend youth group events at a local church that had a different dynamic going on in their youth group. And I've told people I was on staff at our church, but I actually flew out of the country to another church in Canada for conferences because that was a place where I was getting fed in a different way than at our own church. And granted at our own church, I had a lot of um, leadership responsibilities. So for me, it was kind of a chance to go someplace where nobody cared who I was. You know what I mean? It was just I was just there, but I agree with you. I think adding those different flavors is important, but exactly what you said, go hang out with another boiling pot and bring it back Mm -hmm. to where you were. That is what God has done in my own life personally for since 1998, you know, Mm -hmm. where I've gone other places and then something, you know, the presence of God was just fresh in a new way. I brought it back and it lit up the areas that I was involved with here in Delaware made a huge um, difference. Go ahead, hon.
2: Yeah. And it's so cool to be able to be in those environments where, you know, it's just all boiling pots. Like you can kind of know when you're in those environments, so to speak. And um, it's been a blessing to, you know, be involved in random events and stuff where there's been situations like that, because it, it builds up. It really does build up your faith so much. Like when you see people doing other things and, doing things to like a whole new level so whether that's an in-person thing or just pursuing like reading a book about a great person of faith um when you see those things happening it i know in my life it planted such a seed of saying like there's a chance that could happen with me like yeah. <laughs> there's a chance that my investment could result in that fruit and maybe it results in different food, fruit but regardless whatever happens in my investment and my intentional, you know, placement in those environments. I'm going to grow because I'm pursuing Christ. I'm pursuing that flame so to speak and that one-on-one relationship with Christ. Amen. Mm. Amen.
0: Now, you and I shared a, a pre-graduation dinner a, a week or so ago. Well, we are recording this in June. So, it's this is fresh. This is fresh off the pot you're talking about, all well, your boiling pot. <laughs> I wrote down three um you made three comments three insights that specifically helped you grow your faith and what i'd like you to do is highlight them because uh, you've shared so many great details already mm-hmm. just ha- like a highlight at a high level how would you how would you um address each one of those the first one that you shared was you said miss debbie i learned that if i pray specifically for something I saw specific answers and my mm-hmm. faith groups. So what could you briefly share about that statement?
2: Yes, yes. And oh, that was also such a sweet time to be able to do that dinner with you, Miss Dev. Uh I so know. glad we were able to make that work. Oh. But um, yeah, I mean, since I was a young age, um, those seeds that, you know, no prayer is too small, right? Mm-hmm. That was always a truth that was been instilled in my life and something I'm really grateful for because it is so true. Like no prayer is too small. And, you know, I grew up uh, reading books about different missionaries and, you know, what people would call like heroes of the faith, so to speak, who didn't just, um, you know, have a one-on-one relationship with God, but who really had such cool outward experiences that resulted from their faith and their relationship in God. And so like, you know, people like George Mueller, who like had their specific requests and, um, brought them in faith to God and saw them answered in such incredible ways. And so I grew up always with those things. I always, you know, prayed specific prayers, but, um, you know, they're, it's different. It's different when it happens for you. Like you can read all you want, but it's another thing mm-hmm. to God on a limb and ask those prayers and see them answered. And, um, I know Miss Deb, I told you this story, but there was this one night that I had such an incredible experience with this. And I'll just briefly share. And it basically started a Tuesday night, right? The night before our youth group. And I was just praying, you know, having a regular conversation with God. And I was just like, Hey God, we haven't had a small group night at youth group in a long time. So anyway, we could just like have a small group night tomorrow. And it was just a, just a question, just to put it out there. Like, if you could, that would be great. And if you aren't, that's also okay. And that was just a little step of faith that like, I knew that whatever happens happens and it's not going to be anything crazy, but it was so cool because the next morning I woke up and the text in my phone was like, Hey youth, it's Wednesday night. Um, get ready for a small group night tonight. I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is so cool. My prayer, like got answered. And then in that moment, I just felt, I just had like, you know, one of those thoughts come in that like, you know, you should act on, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. That kind of like how God spoke to me in that moment. And I was just like, huh, i see how far I can take this. Because <laughs> I was like, huh, I wonder what God could do with this. Like he answered this prayer. Let's see if he answers another. And Uh, like in that specific of a way and so I prayed and I asked God for me to have a conversation with three different girls who I never some of them I kind of interacted with but most of them I really didn't interact with at all just because they were you know youth group they were different part of a group at youth group and um, so I just prayed for them and I prayed specific things I prayed that they would tell me their names and I prayed that they would um, I believe it was just bring up some random thing. I am like, okay, God, could that happen? That would be great if it does. And got to that later that night, uh, I walked into a youth group, started talking to these girls, and they immediately, like, told me their names and, um like, brought up that random thing. And I was like, whoa, yeah. this is really cool. Like, <laughs> it was really crazy. And then from there, I was like, wait, I wonder if I can take this even further. Like, It was such a cool moment. And that night, I literally like, it was insane. I prayed that I would talk to this one person because we did like a question time before like the service started. And I was like, okay, God, let me ask this one person the question. And it was a person, again, I didn't really interact with. I probably wouldn't have been paired up for this question otherwise. But somehow we were sitting on opposite sides of the room and we ended up being partners for the question time. I was like, wait, this is crazy. Can I be partners with them for the game? And I got partnered with them for the game. Wow. And then (laughs) for more and more, (laughs) it was so So funny. And it was like, it was just such a cool moment of being Mm. like, wow, like these are random prayers. Like they're not going to save someone's life. They're not going to, well, at least as far as I know or something, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to like have an insane impact whether or not they get answered. But it was just such a cool thing that like in these in the those 24 hours, so many specific prayers I asked got answered like immediately. And then, you know, from there, like, I really, it was such a cool, just confirmation and gave me such confidence that for my faith that, you know, God hears my prayers, like, Amen. and he hears, he hears the little things like, you know, it's It's one thing to read about it in a book, right? Mm-hmm. But it's another thing to experience it for yourself and just feel that like such a unique feeling of relief and confidence that comes with the faith. And um, it was really it was really cool and it's been such a foundational moment for me now. like I was able to learn a lot from that moment and build my faith up a lot from that, but just Definitely. Definitely. Really cool. (laughs) Wow.
1: Wow. 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 That is just amazing. I am loving this. I wish I had been at that dinner. If
0: only I didn't
1: <laughs> live in Tennessee. And there, then there's that. <laughs> there's that there Laura. is that for sure. Meanwhile, in land, <laughs> they're going, yes,
0: Laura, yes, come <laughs> home.
1: I love that. Okay, so um, I, I hear a little bit about what this conversation was. I'm, I'm encouraged by it already. I know Debbie said that you also had some um, timely prophetic words that have been spoken to you and then that you obey, right? And that impacted mm-hmm. you. Can you share that story?
2: Yes. So um, again, kind of, it was a, similar time frame of when that this previous prayers happened. And it was really cool because I was able to build a lot of my faith on that specific prayer moment. And um from there, God just taught me so much almost without me even realizing it. Like it was crazy. And so you know he was showing a lot of things through me and like like the boiling pot of water, right? There was a lot of times where it felt like there was like kind of craziness, like the boiling inside like right before it truly comes to the surface with the steam there felt like there was a lot of just like inner stuff being worked on and being tossed around to say the least and so during that time um it's really interesting because if you ask me in the moment like what God was doing in my life I'd just be like I don't, I don't know like he's <laughs> I'm learning a, I like I think I'm learning a lot but I really yeah. I don't know and um but it was so cool because during that time he was laying a lot of things behind the scenes that I didn't realize. And I was I was really learning to consistently um, engage my faith and consistently engage in my relationship with Christ during that time. And so basically, one of the crazy things that happened is over the series of like two or three weeks, I got a couple very um, specific uh, prophetic words. And it was a lot of stuff of the things I was dealing with, especially with like identity. Um, and that that's a lot what God was leading me through in that season. And he gave me some prophetic words that definitely spoke into the moment, but it's crazy how much their meaning and my understanding of what it was expounded as he taught me more throughout the following season. And basically during that time too, I was kind of in an interesting like, I don't really know what's going on here in terms of faith. Like I know that I'm supposed to be consistent and keep going because I know I'm growing in this season, but like, I got no clue what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool because those prophetic words spoke so directly into that season and gave me such confidence to keep going. And then from there um, I basically got such conviction to go to an event because my sister, my sister had been going to it for a while then. And, um, I, there was like a whole week of just intense, like, I didn't want to go to the event because I, again, I was dealing with a lot of identity stuff in that season and, um, learning about who I was. And I just, it, I didn't feel like myself when I went to these events, so to speak. And, um, I didn't want to go. I went for a while before. And I, I just legitimately <laughs> didn't want to go, just because I don't want to go, even though I knew I probably should be there, especially for my sister. And this was the summer before my sister left for college, and we only had a couple weeks left. And she'd been asking me and asking me to go. And that whole week, I was just being so beat down. Like I've never had God so clearly like work in my life. And I realized in the moment He was working on my life. And through that, um, I was just like, okay, Jesus. I gave up like yeah, I knew he was telling me that I was supposed to be going at least for her in this season like Mm. that could be my reason and then through there I was still learning a lot about faith and stuff and um you know like applying that in regular life and so at that point I it was just an interesting season and I was really he was I had to learn how to trust him for those situations like kind of what I talked about before you know Letting go of that steering wheel and um, allowing my weaknesses to be prevalent in that c- situation, and it was really hard. And but I went because I knew he was commanding me to, and I knew I had to obey. I just mm. had such beautiful conviction. Mm.
0: Mike, you just said what I was just about to ask you uh, to this next point. It's a matter of obedience. You, there's time and time again through this podcast, you've referenced you had a choice. You were in choice to be in um, intentional. You had a choice to be consistent. You had a choice to uh, to follow the direction from the Word of God, or from when He spoke to you in a quiet time, or when a prophetic word was spoken over to you. You have said throughout this podcast, "I chose to obey,"
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: And I think that as as we're wrapping up this podcast. That last question, I don't even think we need to ask him because you've already, you've already, you've made it so clear. Uh, There are people going, is she really eighteen? Is she really eighteen, or is she faking it? You know, but she, I know, (laughs) I know that the depth of what you've shared today has come out of a lot of good seed planting by your family and the environments they've had you in. But, honey, you you are such an example a role model not to just people your age but to the vast number of adults who are listening to you right now because and i think it comes down to this you listened you pressed in and you obeyed and so that last question is kind of a mute point because you have laid that foundation already so first of all i just want to i just want to commend you um i remember sitting there at dinner and i heard all this and i i'm thinking i got to Tell Laura right now she needs to be on a podcast because she's so full of insight. I want to catch you before you get too famous and and busy in your next life and forget about us. But um, we just want to thank you for being here. As we wrap up, this is your final like What's a final statement? What is something a final wrap up? You know, it's not a long thing; just a short thing. What do you mm-hmm. want to say to encourage people in their faith journey?
2: Yes, um, definitely I mean, even tying back to um what I was saying earlier about miss Deb you kind of pushing us out there to um go pray over people it's just it's just take that step, put yourself in that situation because um God can use it in so many ways, but uh, it's he really he really can use it and he can use your step, but he can't use your um your resistance, you know mm. he he can't he can use it, but he can't um, he can't be at be at his full potential in your life and in your relationship with him if you don't put yourself out there. And it's such a blessing because after I obeyed him and listened to his step to go to that event, God brought so many incredible people into my life as a result of that. Mm. And even though it started because you know I was going for my sister. I eventually started to go for you know Jesus and stuff Mm -hmm. and that was really such a blessing to see and those prophetic words you know eventually came in and even more came in so many amazing things happened in that season but they only happened because I you know took a step and obeyed Mm and even took that step to you know take my hands off the wheel and allow Mm -hmm. God to Mm -hmm. use my weaknesses.
1: That's awesome. I think that just hearing you talk about this, I'm thinking that the next time that God tells you to take your hands off the wheel, the things that are going to come back to you are the prophetic words that were spoken and came to pass. The things that are going to come back to you are the faces of these new friends that you have as a result of your obedience in that different Mm -hmm. difficult place. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like this, I think that's what faith builders is all about. God gives us these moments He builds our faith. He increases our faith in this season because next season, another faith builder moment is coming. right and so Mm -hmm. we're gonna look back and you're gonna go god has got this he saw me through last time i can't wait to see how much hotter the fire can get right and how much more Mm -hmm. steam i can put off and how much more uh how hot i can get right for the the kingdom of god and and how god Mm -hmm. can just use that in such a great way so wow i love everything about this and i love you i know we both love you so much and we are so so thankful for you being here with us today um and we just celebrate your accomplishments in everything, uh-huh. first and foremost, in the way that you're seeking Jesus. Uh, and and then second, of course, your high school graduation. So God bless you. Thank you. And well, thank we pray you. for you as you go from here. As we mm-hmm. um wrap up today, I know that there are many of you out there who are hearing Micah's testimony, and you are just <laughs> like, it is time to take my hands off the wheel. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you have a friend who is experiencing a similar thing to what Micah has shared this morning. You know, please share this podcast. This itself is a faith builder, right? Mm-hmm. When you take when you take this seed and you plant it on a friend's text thread or whatever it might be, you're saying, I know that God has more for you. Why don't you step into it? So as we um, sign off today, Deb, myself, and Micah, uh, we want to invite you back uh, for next weekend or next week. uh, A very good Franklin friend of mine will be with us. Her name is Suzanne Allison. Suzanne has a ministry and business called um, Move with Suzanne, a great way to get unstuck, right? And that's what faith does for us. It pushes us out, gets us to the altar praying with the people around us, right? <laughs> and gets us unstuck from the places that we are. So please join us as we have a great conversation with Suzanne next week. For Deb, myself, for Micah, we want to say thanks for being here. God bless you. And we look forward to talking to you again real
0: soon. Take care. Thanks, thanks everybody.